Hello, it's James. I am love. You are love. We are all love. All of us together. Enter workroom, shift weight, catchphrase, pose. I'm keen. And it's this pod, the RuPaul's Drag Race unofficial recap podcast, I suppose. Today we're talking about that new episode of Drag Race that was out on Friday. Secret Celebrity Drag Race. And the secret was they weren't celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> and the secret and the open secret was I don't know if we ever really needed this no. and when we want it but it's a confusing episode for many reasons including James had some technology mm-hmm. issues I didn't really know what actually was to talk about in this episode but we had a great guest in the form of Seamus Clancy from the Circle unofficial podcast I'm obsessed with the Circle the reality show it's a Channel 4 show about people who live in pods in a building talking to each other through the internet and he does a podcast on every episode daily so if you watch the, the Circle and you are a fan of it like I am and you didn't listen to the podcast sure what else are you doing in quarantine go back and have a listen Pop it on. So let's just get on with this episode and let me share all the thoughts I'm thinking of about Secret Celebrity Drag Race. Thank you, Seamus, for joining us for Secret Celebrity Drag Race. What were you expecting from this episode? I, like, I think, you know, all the rumours that were going around, like, people were talking Ariana Grande and Miley Cyrus and everyone was on Twitter being like, Harry Styles is going to be on it. So my expectations were quite high. <laughs> the reality, probably not as high. Um, like, they might have been. They, they were celebrities to some people. Mm. Not really to me. The dizzying heights of Riverdale. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, no. See, I didn't even watch that. Did you watch it? No, no. I haven't watched it. I under, like, I, I, I understand it's very, it's tremendously popular among a certain demographic. <laughs> I thought you were about to say, I haven't watched it, but I understand it. I was like, okay. <laughs> James, you're not that old. <laughs> I understand it's a TV show. <laughs> I'm clear about that. That, that, yeah. that much is very clear. <laughs> I hadn't heard of the celebrities, but I heard of the shows they were in. So that's like half a step there, hmm. right? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard of Younger. I only know Younger because I only found out about it recently because it contains our Lord and Saviour, Hilary Duff. Oh. Oh, now I'm kind of a fan. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Mind <laughs> changed. Apparently, it's about this woman who goes to for a job interview and lies about her age and says she's younger, like 10 years younger. And then when she goes and gets the job, she's the same age as the Hilary Duff character and has to pretend to know what like an emoji is or like a dick pic. Love. It's like never being kissed. But yeah. <laughs> have you ever lied about your age? I don't think I've ever lied that much about I don't my think age. so. I think I've always lied to be older when oh, I was younger. Well, I've, I've, yeah, I've lied about being 21 when trying to get a drink in America. Yeah. Oh, I used to be like 16. I'd be using my brother's ID and I'm like, yeah, I'm 18. Yeah. Of course. So yeah, I suppose the celebrities who are on this episode then are Nico Tortorella from Younger, uh, Jordan Connors from Riverdale and Jermaine Fowler from Stand Up. I presume it's fair to say none of us had ever heard of them. Not a clue. No. And I think they did a poor job because... It, the whole show opens up with Bob, Monet and Trixie being like, is it Ellen DeGeneres? Oh, is it Michael Jordan? And then you're like, oh no, 
It's Nico Tortorella. Wearing some yeah. really, truly awful bootcut jeans and some like horrible Clark's back to school sales shoes. I'm like, what? I, I, I'm walking in with every single drag race slang, slag word. That I, yeah, ah, yes, queen, in my judge, hunty, yes. I was like, you are going to get on my tits. And then he did. Yeah, not dressed like a gay man at all. No. <laughs> like, I would expect him to come out like a like, fab and he looks like Kevin Federline from like a few years ago. <laughs> Yes, he does. So then they are introduced to the three queens in the episode, Bob the Drag Queen, Monet and Trixie. They do the, the, the quick drag first. And I kind of don't understand why we separated that from the mini challenge. The first part of the show was very confusing. Mm, yeah, yes, it, it kind of just felt like it was planned really last minute. Definitely. And like, so if you haven't seen the episode, listener, they have to get into quick drag. So they put on their breastplate and they put on their... their Hair net, <laughs> wig cap, your head, your head cap. I don't know something. They're not cutting onions, Keen. They put on their pads, and then they have to do the mini challenge, which involves them scooting around from clothes rack to wig rack to ball pit of shoes and selecting an item to wear. And whoever does it, and then lip syncs the jealous of my boogie, and the best will win the mini challenge. So. Just a, 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 a true reflection of, of, of what it is to be a working drag queen. <laughs> degrading. We were talking about how degrading that last episode was with them acting like cats. It was degrading to see them having to scoot around. That's how they usually travel. Like, exactly like James says. Like, <laughs> like when you're going around, like, coming up to the George, they're all just pulling up outside. Um, but yeah, as if it's not hard enough for them to put on makeup and then it's like, then you need to cycle around here. Then you need to jump through this. And also learn a new language and do everything else. (laughs) (laughs) Who impressed you, Seamus, from the mini challenge? Who did you think, based on sort of how they entered the workroom, a bit about their background and the mini challenge, who did you think was going to win at that point? Like, I think Jordan from the start kind of came a bit of a clear winner. He was really confident, Mm -hmm. but still being like quite like, you know, his masculine self. But like, he seemed like he was up for anything. The mini challenge, really good. Also knew all the lip sync words. Yeah. Mm. He knew how to move. Yeah, he he was kind I, of a clear favourite from the start. I, I thought he pr- looked like a proper girl when he was like doing his like bad voguing and moving that oh, wig yes. out of his eyes every two Because those seconds. wigs are hot. And actually for the, both of those straight guys who wouldn't have ever worn wigs before, I'm assuming, like you don't understand how heated your face gets. So when I saw him like pulling the, doing this move mm-hmm. alone, I was like, yes, that, that, that he is understanding there the like true tragedy of drag. The like heat of your face. And they're probably not even the best wigs they give them. Like pure plastic. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely no, no. not. I thought that Nico had an unfair advantage when they came in because they were like, oh, I've done drag before. And they just wore the clothes a lot easier than the other two did. So I, I thought at that point that they were going to win. Nico, yeah. But then I loved Jermaine doing the lip sync where his like hair was all over the place dress on backwards i think we can all Carrying relate to that his like, boobs like a baby like the boobs that a baby it's like all of us at like 2 a.m in the club like on the stage of the george thinking you're unreal you're like oh my god this looks so good right now no no you look like jermaine get down off that stage jordan wins the mini challenge he gets to choose between trixie bob and monet as his mentor for snatch game who would you have chosen possibly bob I, for- I forgot how much I enjoyed Bob's presence yeah. and voice. Yeah, because the one of the bad things about again. winning is you only get to go on one season. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we get two seasons worth of Trixie and Monet and stuff like that. So I would have probably picked Trixie. I do love Trixie. I love her quick wit. 
Um, she's also like a qualified makeup artist. True. <laughs> well, they all pretty much are at this yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was thinking like they, the three of them are known for their comedy and not known for their looks. So I think they are three good queens to have for this episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, Trixie is also not known especially for her snatch game. Well, that's true as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know I think I probably like I would have chose Trixie or Bob nothing against Monet but I think Monet kind of splits the difference between the two of them like I think Bob is really strong at comedy Trixie's kind of a bit more of like not good at sort of stage stuff I think she's just good off the cuff and Monet's kind of in between yeah. the two of them I just don't know what Bob's like fashion aesthetic yeah. is mm. like is it kind of like old lady your mom I, I, I just don't get it even if like the whole way through this episode I was like I just don't get what he, what his look yeah, is. Yeah, that's true. I think it's ratchet drag, as Michelle pointed out. Like it's that that just yeah. is kind of what Bob is. Um, mm. Yeah, the least put together of them. Yeah, that's true. Charity shop chic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Jordan chooses Trixie, and then Jordan chooses Nico to go with Monet, and then Jermaine to go with Bob. I thought that was a good pairing because Jermaine and Bob are both stand-up comedians mo- mostly. So I thought that, yeah. was, that was fair. Yeah. Um, Yes, then they're told to do in the snatch game. They kind of they kind of faff around for a while. I think there's a bit of like there was a lot of faffing yeah. in this episode. <laughs> yeah. A lot of like padding going on, like unnecessary little bits and pieces. I, I, yeah. Next thing up, we're on to the walk through. Rue sort of has a chat with them. At this point, they've cut, they've decided their drag names. They've decided a kind of character for snatch game. He comes over to Jordan first, and they've decided their charities. Sorry, so Jordan is going to be Babykins Larue. He's going to be doing Chrissy Teigen for Cystic Fibrosis Canada. Um, yeah, I think Chrissy Teigen's a good one. We haven't seen her before. Yeah, I think really good choice because mm. she's very well known, very like humorous on Twitter. Yeah. And like really gas. She was a good choice. I did think it was interesting because even though Jordan sort of came out front at the start of the episode, as Trixie says, he he got a bit intimidated, I think, by Nico by being because Nico was so femme and got a bit intimidated by Jermaine because Jermaine was so funny. So he did sort of yeah. shrink into himself a bit. I would too. It's an intimidating place. Definitely. And I think, you know, you know, they're coming at it and it's like, you want to do this whole toxic masculinity and like, you know, he said he was kind of worried about coming in and what other people might think. It's a lot of pressure. And then to be, you know, as outlandish as everyone else, it's tough. He did well. But I think like always in like TV, you know, they're always going to position it that maybe who wins has that bit of a struggle. Like it's always edited that way that you're yeah. like, oh, maybe they won't do well. Yeah, that's true. Then it was Nico was... Uh going to be doing Lucille Ball for the Transgender Law Centre and his, or sorry, their um, drag name was going to be Olivet's For You. <laughs> it's really catchy, isn't it? I liked Olivet. Like, the surname wasn't too much for, but Olivet I thought was really clever. That was clever. The whole thing was just too much of a mouthful. Yeah. And as I kind of said to you before the show, like, apparently Milk from season, uh, no, one of the seasons and from All Stars, that he was... Nico's drag mother and Nico was part of his milkmaids kind of like drag group so he has like a bit of experience so I wonder if this drag name all of us is for you or whatever it is if that's an existing one because yeah it's smart but a bit a bit of a mouthful well they they had a tattooed across their chest not the drag name but just the expression all of it's for you um, then he just kind of joined it together this must be a motif that they've been sort of running with for the last while yeah um, Lucille Ball though like how, how well would you know Lucille Ball 
Like, I wouldn't really. Like, the main yeah. kind of thing I'd know about Lucy Ball is, like, remember that movie Rat Race from, like, yeah. years ago with, yeah, like, yeah. Rowan Atkinson and... But the, there's one where Cuba Gooding Jr. gets on the bus full of Lucille Walls. It's like, okay. And then the bus breaks down and sounds like I'm the biggest super fan of this movie. Good watch for quarantine. Uh, but that's like the only reason I kind of knew who she was. So then finally, Rue pops over to Jermaine and Bob. Jermaine is doing... His drag name is Mimi Teapot, which I was like, nice meaning, not a great name. No. Um, his charity was Rain, and he was he at this point he was torn between Whoopi Goldberg and Joan Rivers, which made me think I really want a Joan Rivers snatch game. That was going to be brilliant. I really wanted that as well, especially coming from him, like coming from like a guy who's never done it. It would have been so good. And then Kevin Hart, weirdest <laughs> choice ever. Yeah, it <laughs> it was weird. Back on the Joan Rivers, I did worry that he might not have been nasty enough to be Joan. Like Joan, like didn't pull any punches. I wasn't sure if he had that from what we'd yeah. seen of him. Um, but he seemed to be doing Kevin Hart well, and he was unsure. And then Rue was just like, "Oh, just you know, you're creative. Just go with Kevina Hart." I don't understand why Rue wouldn't let him do Kevin Hart, considering Ben Lacram did Paul Lind. Yeah, but I suppose it's different because like it's like the first time in drag. To do something that's totally outside their comfort box. Um, I think that Kevin Hart is really clever because of the whole controversy around the LGBTQ, the LGBT kind of stuff that was the last year or two. I can't remember the exact details of it, but I, I, I thought that it was a fun choice and he did do it really well. Joan Rivers would have been really fun to do, and I'm sort of surprised no one has yet. I did think it was funny with Jermaine throughout the the whole episode. He was like, "I saw my mother like through me." He kept like reiterating that he saw the like he saw his mother through him. It wasn't like. A ghost. Yeah, it's like, no, we understand you didn't physically see your mother. It's okay. Your, your wife hadn't physically seen your mother. We understand that it was through you. You didn't have to reiterate it so many times. I liked that. <laughs> then when we get to the runway, I noticed that RuPaul then says, celebrities start your engines, may the best drag queen win. So maybe we're getting female, um, female contestants who are going to be drag kings, maybe? I'm not sure. Oh, interesting. Oh, she's got a conspiracy theory. I like oh, it. Look at you on the tiny little details. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> then, and then we get to the actual Snatch Game itself. I love that Trixie was wearing a Tamagotchi ring. Yeah, me too. Yes. Also, Trixie had this like one little hair that was like out of place and it's all mm. I could look at. It was, it was great. Pearl. I loved it. Was that, was that meant because I was a bit like is it meant to be there or is it not because it's really annoying me someone oh, like someone it. set up an Instagram for the curl stop no it. Way. <laughs> yeah. this is why I love the internet yeah. <laughs> what Tor- a good idea Torgy Tor said someone there needs to be an Instagram account for that for that curl and then someone set it up and now thousands of followers there needs to be an in- <laughs> Instagram for that Tamagotchi ring as well to be fair. yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you think the Snatch Game fared with the live audience? I don't know. I, th- I found the whole experience a little odd. Yeah, I think it goes back to my first point of like, it felt like there was no planning where there was like Monet and Trixie and then they just didn't know what to do with Bob. And then they're like, Bob, you're one of the celebrities, but you're yeah. not going to be a celebrity. You're going to be Bob the Drag Queen as Bob the Drag Queen. And like, what? It Very little <laughs> sense. Mm, yeah, I was wondering that as well. Um, why Bob was there 
Maybe they need somebody to make the audience actually laugh. And oh. then they could use those cuts for when the celebrities were talking. Because the second time I watched it, I was like, this is actually an absolute buttering of an editing job. Like, you, you know, Chrissy Teigen would say something and it'd be silent. And then it would cut to them being like, ha, <laughs> And you're like... They, I don't think they're laughing at what we're seeing. I don't know. Um, they they all got very favorable edits as well, which yes, yes. which I mean, of course, there's celebrities doing for charity. That's I fair think enough, didn't they? I saw something. Uh, some I saw something online about the fact that the so Bob Monet and Trixie didn't actually do the makeup jobs. So which would explain why the makeup, I suppose, for say. Ball art for Monet's job on Nico like was so spectacular, whereas Trixie's job, who is the professional makeup artist on on Jordan, wasn't great. Um, because I I found the makeup on Chrissy Teigen's makeup distractingly sort of powdery and white, and yeah. I was like, what? Like I was kind of like, I know Trixie's a professional makeup artist. So I've watched some of her like makeover videos where she's done, and she does like a, a spectacular job. I was like. Why haven't you brought that level to this? And then when I saw online that actually it wasn't the drag queens who did the makeup, I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. That makes sense. Because, yeah. yeah, I thought the same with Jordan. You know that one friend when you're all out for drinks and every time she goes to the bathroom, she puts on a different layer <laughs> of, like, yeah. it can be, like, somebody with, like, blusher or it can be, like, bronzer. And every time they come out, it's just more. And it felt like she just kept doing that with the highlighter. Be like, more highlighter. More highlighter. <laughs> Well, another question of all this, and I wasn't sure when to get into it, but was the production value of this all. So presumably the celebrities knew they were doing Snatch Game before they arrived. They had picked out a celebrity to do. They had picked out a costume for the runway they needed. And presumably somebody in World of Wonder was squirreling away, making the dresses, coming up with Chrissy Teigen's book of spotted dick, coming up with, um, you know, Lucille Ball's, um, you know, tablet thing that she was talking about. I can't remember what. She, well, vagina, vagina, gingerman, gingerman. Yeah. Or did the contestants make that? I, I can understand how maybe Nico made the little jar, but I don't think Jordan had any time to be scribbling together an old scrapbook full of flaccid penises. No. Well, we only know that there was one flaccid penis in the book because we only saw one page. That's true. I think there was only one page. <laughs> and I mean, if I know anything about the set of Riverdale, it's that they'll have at least enough time to put together a little book with one flask of penis in it. <laughs> there's a lot of There's one thing I know. It is that. <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon then that you had makeup artists who were brought in to be like, oh, hi, my name's Bill. I'm here to do the Chrissy Teigen makeup. And they're like, oh, well, Jordan's over there. And someone else comes in and is like, oh, I'm here to be doing, you know, the Lisa Ball makeup. Yeah. Because also, I Jermaine so. had that Whoopi Goldberg wig. Where did that come from? Because surely that wasn't just on the wall of wigs. True. And also, I don't think Jordan knew the lip sync all that much from the very first kind of mini challenge. No. Like, he got prior warning what song that was going to be. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. No, they, like, no, everything. Yeah, but they, they, they got that and they got Express Yourself. But I don't think he did it that good of a lip sync of it. They're all like, oh my God, he knows the words as if he was like Juju B on it. I thought the live audience was to make it sound like it was funnier than it was because when they're normally doing Snatch Game, they're kind of just doing it to an empty room. So I yeah. thought maybe that will encourage them on. And I think that only really worked for in Jermaine's favour because obviously he's a stand-up. He's used to feeding off the audience. I kind of yeah. just heard crickets when the other two were talking. Yeah. Jermaine was really good. Even to bring in that little joke about the lipstick that he was going to be sent home. Yeah. Like, I don't think Chrissy Teigen was that funny. It was, 
you know, usually the audiences, they'll show like crickets and like they're not that favourable. Like this audience, literally anything. Oh my God, RuPaul breeded. Ah. I do feel like if it had been, if these had been actual Drag Race Snatch Game contestants, I would have said that Chrissy Teigen would have been in the bottom and lip syncing for her life. Definitely. Lucille Ball would have been safe and Kavina would have been, uh, would have been in the top. I think so, yeah. So we're all in agreement that uh, Kivina is the winner of Snatch Game for this yeah. episode? I think so, yeah. Then we're on to the runway. Jordan wears VH1 um, Bob Mackie Fashion and Music Awards outfit with the sort of wings. Jermaine wears the season nine promo look and Nico wears the supermodel video red sort of uh, fur look. Who was the best? Probably, as loath as I am to say it, Nico looked the best because the makeup was spectacular. Mm. And like the wig was amazing, um, yeah. I feel like uh, the, the Jordan had a bit of the hog body going on. Like you kind of you could tell that it wasn't cinched, so there was like the man shape. And poor Jermaine is tiny. I know. <laughs> I noticed at one point they're all walking into the into the workroom, and because they're all wearing heels and big hair, they all have to duck apart from Jermaine. <laughs> He's so cute though. Yeah. It's like, who left RuPaul in the dryer too long? Yeah. <laughs> and he just comes out dressed like him. It's like, oh, He did look great. Like, fair play. Like, his makeup looked really good. Yeah, it did. It did. But poor old Jordan was just like... It felt like everything was just highlighter. Like, he just looked the one colour from head to toe. The dress, the wings. And he was very stumpy. He didn't have much grace. No. No. Like kimchi on the runway. Oh. Yeah. this is where nico takes responsibility for takes credit for heterosexuality um and about how sort of like he is basically the work he's doing is the reason why these two heterosexuals are comfortable to be on the show like this and it's like oh my imagine being rupaul right having and i mean we all know rupaul could be problematic but rupaul has set up this franchise of drag queens that's got really really popular and has divided straight men on out on mostly most seasons got them into drag and then a, a little wee shit of a contestant comes on being like oh these two straight guys it's so great that my work has needed them to do the show RuPaul would be like, you can fuck off. They're on my show. If it's anything, it's my <laughs> work. It just reminds me of, you know, that meme that was going around about like Jan on the first episode. Jan was like, I'm going to go further than any other drag queen. And then when she get, finally leaves, RuPaul's like, yes, revenge. But then he didn't win. And he was kind of convinced he was going to win. I think they were good at Devastated look on his face when he didn't win. It was like, you, you thought, I thought he was going to collapse. Bless him. But like, he had so much experience, but... That's not what people really want. They want to see people on this show go from one extreme to another. Well, who yeah. did better in the lip sync, do you think? Jordan or Nico? Probably Jordan. I think so too. I think Nico overattacked it. Like, I think Nico was like throwing out all the moves, but it wasn't any of the rhythm or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, before we get to that though, the, the, the weird little... I, I don't know if it was kind of like meant to be like an untucked moment or like the meet and greets with the family and friends. Mm. I like when I watched it the first time, like I totally zoned out during it. So watching it today, it was a revelation to me. Um, and I really thought it was very sweet. Like Jordan's one with his, um, first of all, the way he was like back in the chair, like fully like man spread out. Uh, and then Jermaine's wife or Jermaine's girlfriend coming in was really sweet. But Nico's friends were awful. You can just tell that they they think that they are the like main characters in some kind of a kooky pilot episode of a of a hit sitcom that's coming next spring. I 
everything about him was terrible. Even in the runway presentation, they were saying like, oh, there's a little bit of everybody in all of it's for you. You just have to find it. Like as if they were the first person to ever do sort of gender fuck drag. I just, they seem to be trying to do too much rather than be like, I'm just on this show and I'd like to do well, please. Yeah, it was, it just felt like the whole thing was a bit of a mess. It had a real like air of, um, what was that RuPaul's holiday special, Holiday Gay? Holi- oh, the Holosley. Holosley. Spectacular, yeah. You know the way that was just so disappointing and staged and it just felt weird. Like, th- it just felt like that the whole time. Yeah, it was it was a weird energy. Like, even towards the end during the lip sync, you have Jordan and Nico kind of doing a good job. And Jermaine looked like a someone at a wedding do you know when you get to a wedding and, you, and you're trying to suss it do you know anyone on the dance floor and you're kind of doing this half-hearted like shoulders up and down while you're looking around the room trying yeah. to see is there anybody you know that's that was Jermaine's lip sync approach <laughs> <laughs> but people saw his mom through him <laughs> is that not enough Jordan wins he kind of does this speech being like oh I've learned how to embrace myself as a man and a woman and then Trixie cries. Does she? I feel like Trixie like wouldn't show that much emotion. They were, I, th- those eyes were glistening with tears. I, that felt genuine. The kind of it did feel genuine. <laughs> did. I just thought it was a bit much. Yeah, I, I, I thought like kind of it was like she was finally being accepted by the people who'd bullied her in high school. Now she was making them over into drag queens or something. I, there, there was a, there was a lot of emotion there for a show that like really goes ha- like heavy handed on the like love yourself, be who you are. You don't need like to allow someone else tell you who you need to be. All the rest of it. The whole storyline of this kind of was yay straight men. Straight men believe we can like believe we exist. Now. There was like a weird sort of. I, I don't know, there was, a, there was a strange feeling about like how important it was that finally straight men accepted us. It was kind of like a drag recruitment video almost because there was a lot of times where, you know, Monet was like, as Nina West says, drag is magic. Or, you know, one day in drag is enough for you to learn about yourself. Like there was all these sort of like, you know, idioms about the importance of drag as if they were trying to recruit new people. Subliminal messages the whole way through. <laughs> you know, you slow it down and it's just like all these flashes. <laughs> Dress a <and> drag. <laughs> Sit your waist. <laughs> so I suppose we've, we kind of, we didn't settle too much on, on in the episode because there, I don't know if there was a lot to, to settle on, but kind of the, the main crux of what I want to talk about was, is it a good format? Is it going to be interesting for the next three episodes? Do we need it in our mm. lives? Discuss. I feel like RuPaul is trying to use the same cookie cutter for every single format that he wants. So th- instead of it being like the same type of show, it could have been like, like a live show or, you know, where they quickly got done up in drag. I don't know. There could It just could have felt a bit like he's trying to make everything seem the same and it just doesn't work. Um, I don't know. It just it needed a bit of a change of format, like maybe not a mini challenge or. Oh, yeah, I just there was too much happening. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I feel like the the snatch game doesn't really work with that few contestants and it really relies on I, I i didn't love it as a format i found it interesting to watch it this week because it was new and i was trying to see what was happening but i think when you go into week two three four it'll probably be more of the same so it'll be by the, by the fourth week i'd say <clears throat> it'll have run out of steam i wonder that as well like what are the challenges are we going to have are we going to have a ball challenge are we 
can't do a makeover challenge the whole show is a makeover challenge is there going to be a rusical there'll be an acting challenge yeah i don't know like i kind of liked it as a vessel to see the old queens again without them having to compete Oh, don't get me wrong, like, I still love it. I loved seeing the, the Bob and, and Monet sibling rivalry, so to speak, like they're back and forth. Like that was great fun to see. And I have been thinking of what way can they do the show that gets the old queens back without the pressure and the, the costs on them to have to put up, you know, pay for all these gowns and risk being eliminated first and all that sort of stuff. And we have the holiday spectacular, which was a bit of a dud. So this is kind of a nice way to see the queens again and they don't have too much on the line. Yeah. What I thought was interesting, actually, now that you mentioned about the queens not having to pay too much, was that they were all wearing outfits I'd seen before on their Instagram. Like, all of the outfits yeah. they were wearing was stuff I'd either seen on Instagram or at DragCon. So it was like, they, they obviously, they weren't putting an enormous amount of extra money into us, which, you know, is interesting because you no. don't usually see... It, it, they were like the, the 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 Kate Middleton of drag. Like nothing outlandish. I don't know, was it that they were told to kind of just don't be the stars of the show, that they almost did kind of take that second kind yeah. of place back, wearing the same clothes, didn't really show them as much as, like, you know, wasn't focused on them a huge amount. Yeah. But yeah, it seemed that, yeah, that it wasn't a huge amount of effort on their part. Could they have done it better? Other than getting better celebrities, what could they have improved on? Better celebrities would have helped a lot. <laughs> Like, we could talk about other things, but essentially, fix the main problem. Uh, better celebrities. I think I think they didn't fit in. They fit in too much. I think it was missing that whole, like you said, it, it did feel a bit staged, that whole, like, you know, them trying on the dresses, this won't fit, you know, really doing the makeup. Like, it, you could tell that, that that process didn't really happen, the kind of, like, handmade mm. of it all you know i'd like to see a uh, a reading challenge yes that'd be fun trying to see some like you know straight guys try to do some sassy reads like that'd be sort of fun like if we get a mini challenge i'd like an actual mini challenge yeah, yeah. my fear is that like jermaine would have been great at a reading challenge because i think he's very funny but it's that like without a fundamental understanding of sort of the drag culture are you going to be able to do stuff like that in a funny way or is it just going to be sort of depressing with a laugh track underneath us that's true but if they make their dresses for them they can hand their jokes to them too <laughs> that is true can we take a guess at what celebrities are coming up <laughs> i think the full list was announced oh celebrities yeah. sorry rather than okay um, so i think I mean... uh coffee drinker number five from friends episode two um... kombucha girl <laughs> kombucha girl uh cute star um kombucha girl's actually a, a youtuber who's quite no big so she's probably so actually that's probably a possible it's yeah. something bro broski i think is her i can't remember but um she's like yeah she's quite a big youtuber oh well then actually maybe she is too big for rupaul's celebrity drag race secret celebrity well maybe the secret about the celebrities is that like it, it, it they're not a celebrity that's the secret yeah another thing why yeah why is it called a secret like Oh, just because the lineup isn't confirmed. Yeah, they, they, they did a good job of hiding it. Like, I'll give them that. I don't know how they did that. But yeah, it almost makes it worse because you're like, oh. And then, you know, usually the best celebrities will be on the first episode. Hook the audience. They're going to watch all four. I, I'm kind of worried about the next three weeks. Like if we didn't know week one, we're not going to know. Come week four, it will be that kombucha, that coffee guy. Imagine they did like a gift special. So the kombucha girl, they got like confused Matt's lady and like, they well, you got know that like, little, like the little blonde girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like bad luck Brian or something like that. Like an yeah. e oldie meme. <laughs> 
There we go, James. What a clusterfuck. I dropped in, I dropped out, much like I did while watching Secret Celebrity Drag Race because <laughs> there was so much that I was like, what is this? Who are these people? Where am I? Why? Um, and just like Secret Celebrity Drag Race, the edit made it look a lot better than it was. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's pretty much it from us. You can find us on Instagram at sissy.pod or on Facebook at sissy.pod. Fancy League is there for you to play along with. Who do you think is going to do well in the makeup challenge, which is basically a mini version of Secret Celebrity Drag Race at this point uh, this week? Send in your teams before Friday and you could be this week's winner. Um, so until then, I'll talk to you on Saturday. Bye! Bye. <laughs>